Welcome back to the Paranorm Girl Podcast. I'm your host, Kristen. On today's first October bonus episode, I am speaking with the president and vice president of the Crypto Science Society, Jason Cordova and Heather Metcalf. I had a blast speaking with these two, and I know you're going to enjoy learning what CSS is all about and some of the events in which they are involved. So let's get right to it. Please enjoy my conversation with Heather and Jason from the Crypto Science Society. So my guest today, soon to be guests, we'll talk about it, is going to be Heather to start out with from Crypto Science Society. And uh, uh, soon, shortly, once he jumps on, hopefully we'll get Jason as well. Crypto Science Society, welcome, Heather. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having us. Excited to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, so, so we're, we're going to learn all about Bitcoin today, everybody. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was, I blame my boyfriend. That was, that was his joke. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny you should say that though, because we get so many scam emails from people trying to like, like to think that we're Bitcoin. Oh no. Yeah. Like we had like a scam email that was like, I'm gonna like, I've got your passwords. So I'm going to like hack all your stuff. And I was like, I don't know what you think that we are, but we're not what you think. We're not like cryptocurrency oh no that's so, so oh people are can be the worst that's yeah. so sketchy i'm sorry <laughs> yeah so we might actually have a we're in the works a, a name change because the crypto science society keeps getting like crypto pops oh. like algorithms and stuff okay okay yeah do you have any are you rolling any I ideas around possibilities yet Maybe, or it's just yeah. kind of a We've got a few and nothing really in the works yet. I'm the, I do most of the digital media, like, um, like the thumbnails and stuff like that. So we kind of need to figure out like, like if we're going to come out with a new podcast or we're doing a, uh, like something this weekend, actually for international ghost hunting day, if it's going to have like the old name on it, or if it's going to have the new name, we haven't quite figured out exactly what it's going to be yet, but. Okay. Okay. And you mentioned something I did want to ask you about. Jason was talking about that international yeah. ghost hunting day. We'll, we'll uh, jump into that, but I was hoping maybe you could just introduce yourself a little bit to uh, my audience. Yeah. Um, I'm Heather Metcalf. So I am the vice president of crypto science society and I'm currently going to school right now. So my my time is kind of split between crypto science and getting an education. But right now we're kind of talking about the national, you know, the, the uh, ghost hunting day, or I like calling it paranormal investigating. It's a little less aggressive, I feel like. <laughs> it is it is and we can talk about all the investigation stuff that you do and the work that you do. Um, what is crypto science society? What, what do you guys do? So we mostly look in and investigate like local phenomenon. Like I uh, am in like charge of the Logan area. Jason does a lot of stuff in Estonia and just kind of like paranormal investigating like cryptids. So like we've got a Bigfoot person, we've got a paranormal person, we've got alien people. So it's like all these different uh, cryptid paranormal like interests are kind of all in one place. And we make like the articles on their website and we have like posts on social media just kind of like educating the public yeah yeah i was so i was poking around on your website last night and you guys you guys cover a lot of subjects and these articles are really really good um you said you guys also maybe not recently but you also do uh like an adjacent podcast with it just talking yeah. about those articles 
yeah, we have a YouTube channel. Uh, I think we're on, I'm not sure where exactly we host our podcasts, but there we upload them in different places. Uh, YouTube is one of our main places, but yeah. So like we have a YouTube channel that people can go on and listen to the podcasts and learn more. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. We'll have to check it out. Uh, so you've got a different person for really, you know, kind of, kind of an expert, so to speak yeah. for, for yeah. each of these subjects. Are you, are you looking for anything else? Any other subject experts to uh, fill your team? Well, mostly just like I'm personally looking for people in the Logan area, Logan, Utah, who want to do like paranormal investigating. Um, so like if anybody wants to do that, you can hit up the Crypto Science Society if you're in the Logan area. And you're talking, you're literally talking like paranormal investigating. Like yeah. you like to go as a team and, and go yeah. in places. Yeah. And it's definitely better to go as a team than by yourself because it's like there's several reasons. One of them is like safety. Another is like if you hear something or you experience something, someone else can collaborate or like tell if like, oh, that's just you or like that's I hear it too sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of back up the experience. Do you, yeah. uh, do you generally think that it's better to have a, a larger team or just like a handful of people? I mean, probably a handful of people. I think if it's like a larger team, it can, end, you know, just kind of getting chaotic. <laughs> yeah, it can. I was just talking to a, a paranormal investigator buddy of mine, and, and he was talking about some investigations he he went to. There was like 70 people in this building, and, and wow. uh, I was like, oh my gosh, that's got to be so chaotic, and I know how... <laughs> like quiet it's got to be you know just all yeah those, all those feet <laughs> looks like jason is coming in yeah, he's gonna connect here so while he connects on the audio um so i, I was curious and uh he he'll yeah he's still connecting so i was curious what because you were talking about it well uh it, it says it on your website i noticed some kind of community involvement yeah. um is there what other like do you do functions do you do events anything like that yeah so jason jason's probably the main guy that goes to like events and stuff i believe he just did one on uh uh an alien convention but he Ooh. he goes to a lot of them okay is he is he the alien ufo guy i think so <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to ask him jason are you with us I am. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, well, we don't have video, but I got a very cool uh, Jason S. Cordova logo that everybody's going to see. That's cool. All right. Uh, <clears throat> give me just a second for video. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, there oh, it yeah. is. Hello. <laughs> Thank Hello. you for jumping on. Appreciate it. Yeah. Sorry for the delay. Oh no, no 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 no! You're you're good. Uh, Heather and I got to talk in and uh, and uh, yeah, we we introduced her and started talking about CSS and uh, your your community involvement. Oh, I've got two of those. Cat <laughs> just jumped up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but she said you might be the guy to talk to about all the community involvement that you guys do. Mm, yeah, I guess so. Um, <clears throat> uh, what I. I, I overheard the uh, UFO alien stuff, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a bit of a reputation for being a bit too outspoken in that particular arena, maybe. Oh, I, I don't <laughs> think too outspoken is, is uh, that that's not a thing to me. I think it's wonderful just to get the information out there. What was the event that you went to recently? 
I I don't know what uh, were you specifically referring to, one, Heather? Uh, I thought there was like a like a convention you just recently went to, like a couple months ago. Am I mistaken in that? Yeah, I don't think there was not a UFO. Or like a panel you did or something. Well, there was one that we we hosted oh, the okay. World UFO Day event. Oh, okay. ooh, that's probably what uh, I was, was thinking of. Yeah, we we hosted a little bit of an event. Um, the uh so you can uh, it's actually the the it's on our youtube you can go check that out if if you're interested um but basically it was a event to commemorate world ufo day which uh is pretty much the celebration commemorating both the kenneth arnold sighting in 1947 and the uh incident in roswell new mexico in 1947 also in 1947 what's the whoa i've never heard of the kenneth arnold i'm I'm not a huge into ufo alien Mm. stuff not that i don't believe i just haven't gotten there yet which is that incident so in 1947 if uh just off the top of my head i believe it was june end of june june 25th ish uh 1947 a private pilot by the name of kenneth arnold was flying his small plane near Mount Rainier, and he witnessed a series of objects that he described as resembling saucers. And uh, that pretty much coined the term flying saucer. Um, That was one of the first widely publicized sightings of what we now refer to as UFOs Mm -hmm. in the United States. And there were a number of other sightings throughout the country of similar types of objects. And then in early July of that same year, so we were just a couple weeks later, mm-hmm. um, they, uh, something happened in Roswell. Um, the army put out a press release announcing that they had uh, potentially retrieved one of the flying disks that had been witnessed. And then uh, not more than 24 hours later, they retracted said statement saying it was it was a mistake, sorry. Um, but of course it kicked off a lot. Uh, so that kind of is kind of recognized as the birth of the UFO kind of phenomenon as we know it. And uh, so that's what UFO Day is all about. So we had uh, had a few presentations, kind of a year in review, all the exciting UFO-related news. Oh, it's been, been a year, on. hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, just some some discussion about the culture of UFO people and kind of what what that all means. And then we also had a little uh, correspondence from my cousin Alejandro Rojas, who is main editor for open minds media he also works with the international ufo congress um, and he was at the uh, roswell ufo festival so we did a little uh, man on the street with him at roswell ufo festival oh that's so cool yeah if you want to know more 
by all means, please go check out uh, check out our YouTube. We got it up there. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be sure to include all the you know at the end the uh, the links and everything that people can go to check out what you guys do. Um, before we get too much further, since you you did just join us, um, would you mind just introducing yourself generally to my audience? Let them know who you are. Sure. Uh, my name is Jason Cordova. I'm the uh, president and co-founder of the Crypto Science Society, an organization dedicated to study strange and unusual phenomenon. We've started out as a, a student organization at the Metropolitan State University of Denver in uh, on July, uh, was it July 6, uh, 2006. So remarkably coincidentally at the same on, on World UFO Day. <laughs> AKA Roswell Day. Mm, yes, mm -hmm. fate, destiny. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so we've been doing this for pretty close to what it's a little over 16 years now. Wow. Crazy. Wow. Um, have have you both been there since the start? I I've kind of came in about four years ago, I think. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a, a few folks who are still around. Um my partner Savannah has been with us since the beginning, mm -hmm. um, and we've got a few folks who have come and gone. Ah, Jordan Dahl, you know from Werewolf Radar. Mm -hmm. uh, he was uh, one of the early officers of the club at Metro State, and uh, so obviously we've we've kept in touch. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I wondered um, how y'all uh, knew each other. Yeah. That's that's how. <laughs> awesome, awesome. I'm putting the pieces together on my side. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, th those guys are great. Um, I, I just got to talk to uh, Roger. Actually, I had him on on my show. He's going to be part of the big October uh, Spooktober celebration this year. As are you guys. Uh, you'll be in the lineup as well. Um, but yeah, those those guys are just so funny. Fantastic people to know. And uh, boy, they know a lot. Yeah, they cover a lot, just like you guys do. I, uh, we were just yes talking about uh, you know all all of the subjects that you cover, and it seems that you've got a you know a different person for for each of the subjects. You know, like you're the UFO guy. You got a you know cryptid cryptid people, and uh, yeah, people really uh, anybody listening, you got to check out their website. I was I was on there scrolling around, and some of these articles are just uh, outstanding. Um, and then you do sometimes uh, like a podcast uh, adjacent to it on, on YouTube and kind of talk about that, right? Is that, do you two do that? Yeah, uh, you go ahead, Heather. I've, I was just gonna say, I've been on a couple, but mostly it's, I feel like Jason's Jason's mm -hmm. show. So Jay, Jason, so you're out in Estonia. Yes. Do you, uh, do you have a, like, like people actually there with you that are, that are part of the group as well, like, uh, like Heather does? Uh... Not exactly. No. So what I'm doing in Estonia is I am currently uh, working on a master's degree in folklore. Mm -hmm. um, so while some of my folklorist colleagues uh, have an interest, um, I wouldn't go so far as to say they're actively, you know, helping out with the Crypto Science Society directly. Um, but to that, uh, with that in mind, what I, I, I do want to say that I think some of the skills that I have developed as a paranormal researcher 
have really translated well into folklore and vice versa, I kind of think that the studying of folklore will deeply enrich my research on the paranormal side. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, do you know uh, Christopher Balzano? Uh, I believe he was a, uh, yes, I think so. He was a guest yeah. on your program. Yeah, yeah, he's, he, he is a, a, a yeah, historical folklorist. He's, you know, your urban legend guy, like like he does uh, very similar to what, uh, hmm. what you were just describing. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think it can only enrich, you know, your, your research and, and your work into it ultimately. Now, I, I do also want to add a little point again, not to, um, uh, I, I feel like it's very important. Um, I, I personally don't feel comfortable calling myself a folklorist mm -hmm. yet because mm -hmm. I do not have that degree. Right, um, right. And I know there are researchers who, um, who are either self-proclaimed folklorists mm -hmm. or have been granted that title by someone uh and and kind of like the sound of it and like how it uh how it works and yes while what they do may be in line with that folklore i do think it's important uh to respect the the title and not um not take it on without actually uh doing doing the work that it takes to to earn it you know <laughs> The, the paranormal is kind of rife with uh, a, a lot of positions like that, you know, for instance, demonology, being a demonologist, mm -hmm. like people like the sound of that title, what exactly that means, or, you know, whether or not you've earned it or not. But uh, yeah, I, I do see what you're saying. I understand. And I absolutely respect that. Yeah, I think yep. people, people got to, you know, earn it, like if, if you're going to bring any credibility to this this world and, <laughs> yes and actually a kind of funny part of the reason i was late was um actually the the head of the department of folkloristics is a academic demonologist his his Whoa. thesis his body of research is uh, on demonology in fact he has a copy of the um uh the hammer of the witches the uh uh, uh malleus maleficorum Oh yeah, on the yeah. bookshelf in his office, mm -hmm. um, and he did, they were just having a, a birthday. They they gave him a, a, a hosted a birthday conference in his honor, <laughs> and uh, uh, he was gifted a copy of Good Omens as a, oh, cool. <laughs> a, a part of it. Um, oh. But that was actually why I was late because I I, I lost track of time because I was celebrated with the 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 resident demonologist <laughs> so cool all right well um you know i was curious because you guys are also seem to be so very heavily involved in this society crypto science society um do your individual members do do they do their own like side projects outside of the actual group or does it all kind of culminate into the society's work Yes and no. <laughs> um, I would say that kind of ultimately the vision of the society is that um, it is a group of people who have diverse interests and mm -hmm. everybody is welcome to contribute however however they feel compelled to 
So whether that means um, spawning a side project to, you know, it, it, all of the things that we do, the, these events, these special events, the, uh, the podcast itself, these are all projects through the society or with the society that uh, further the goals, further and the interests uh, in line with the interests of the members. I don't know. We're all here because we're interested, you know, in the cryptids. And so like, I, I kind of have some of my, my own side projects, some of them, you know, working, some of them not working, but Ooh. I, you want to, you want to share any of those, what you working on? Well, I was, uh, well, like I said before, I'm, I'm trying to kind of establish a, a team here in, uh, in Logan, but I, I had an investigation that I was, I was filming and I was going to turn it into a YouTube uh, video, but it ended up kind of going belly up because uh, there was paranormal like experiences there, but the person who had brought us there, who was, he was a prospective member. He was trying to get like involved. Um, he was an impulsive liar. So he added a lot to what was not there. And I think actually, ironically, at one point, looking back, the ghosts were actually trying to tell us that, that he was not being like he was, I think they were offended by how he was like telling so many, like he was like making it really dark and like, just not what it was. Like they were not like that. They were spirits that were not of darkness and he was trying to make it like they were of darkness and I think I was definitely offended afterwards and I think that the spirits were offended too oh wow how were uh, they trying to tell you they were trying to like direct us to like certain things like he was saying like oh this is haunted this is haunted like this happened here and they were like trying they were we were using a uh a uh, spirit box app which surprisingly apps actually can be very useful tools I have a I think it's um I have a list, uh, Jason knows where it's posted, but we had a list of like apps that specifically are uh, good that we've used in investigations, but they were like giving us like words, trying to direct us, like trying to give us like hints. I can't exactly remember what the words were, but like, for instance, he was like, uh, he was trying to tell us that he had like these arrowheads that he bought at like a, a store. He was trying to say, it's like, oh, I took it from like an Indian burial ground. And like, they were like trying to tell us like, no <laughs> no <laughs> so you were able to look back at the end of it and be like oh kind of okay yeah that's yeah what they were that's what they were talking about yeah <laughs> yeah well uh you know that's talking about paranormal investigating that that does lead me into something i wanted to ask you both about international ghost hunting day now we are we are recording this the day before so uh, people will, will learn about it after the fact, but uh, do tell me about this International Ghost Hunting Day, please. Do you want to go? We are doing a, a live stream of an investigation uh, with one of our members. Uh, that's going to be tomorrow. I'm sure there's probably even people watching after the fact can probably find it and watch the recording. But um, I think it's at like, I think she's starting at like eight. So she's got a, uh, I believe what she's got a shop that has a lot of paranormal in, uh, experiences that happen. Oh, okay. Yeah. So one of our members, Heidi Gad, um, she's a, uh, her main gig is um, uh, sound editing and music. Uh, she's, she's a, a rock star violinist. Uh, she owns a, a music shop and it's haunted. So she's, 
volunteering her shop to do a live stream of an investigation. She invested her own money in in some equipment, and mm-hmm. um, she's uh, she has you know gone through the training process uh, for for our investigators, and we've um, you know we've talked extensively about the right ways and the wrong ways to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's the event. And that's really kind of the essence of the International Ghost Hunting Day. It was kind of it, created by um, some American paranormal researchers in the interest of paranormal unity uh, mm-hmm. in order to just do, do a massive ghost hunt throughout yeah. the country, throughout the world. Yeah. And uh, that's our contribution. Wow. So people are celebrating this uh, worldwide um ideally yeah Uh, i mean yes obviously we're (laughs) we in our own group are pretty um widespread yeah and the intro the idea is intended to have it uh, go worldwide honestly i'm not sure how much beyond us Mm -hmm. um it it is gonna be worldwide but hopefully we can we can push it that way <laughs> well you're participating though that that is so cool so it is every uh september 24th mm, it's the last yeah it's actually the last saturday in oh, september okay yeah. last saturday in september every year how long has that been around mm, a few years I, I i i don't know exactly but i want to say at least at least three maybe five mm-hmm. it's not very not not very old okay okay it's I, new, mm-hmm. oh sorry I was gonna say I think I, I was actually reading something that I thought was interesting that it was like paying homage to the spiritualist movement in like the 1800s like the original when people started getting interested in paranormal investigating and there was a lot of fraud going on but there were actually people who were experiencing things and actually going in and uh like writing books about the topics. And I think that's also something that on this day we kind of remember is the people who came before us and the people who started it, the people who were like, hey, there's something going on. Like, I know people are like afraid of like that certain place because they've seen things, but like, let's actually study it. Let's actually write it down. Yeah, yeah. No, there are some some real pioneers, and and I agree with you. I think there there were there were things going on, and and people were actually experiencing this stuff. And you know, unfortunately, there was a lot of fraud at a, at that time that that has done a bit of a, a disservice to the uh, you know the entire subject. Um, just going through some of that actually for this season, I'm I'm uh, researching uh, psychics and mediums. So I, I did talk about the spiritualism movement for a, a minute. Yeah. Um, your ectoplasm episode. <laughs> did, did you like that? I did. I like that. Did you like the unintended drinking game? Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have to watch that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was uh, that. It, there was some unexpected information I came across, and uh, I'm I'm still a little traumatized. Oh what no! Can, what has been seen cannot be unseen. <laughs> I can't unknow it. Um, well, okay, so that was International Ghost Hunting Day, but there is something coming up. I, I didn't know it was a thing, uh, and uh, I want you guys to talk about it. Sasquatch Awareness Day. Yeah, that's another one. Uh, another one that's <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah, so kind of in a similar way to the uh, World UFO Day, it's commemorating a seminal event 
in the field. Uh, I'm sure everyone with the slightest bit of interest in cryptid research is familiar with the Patterson Gilman film, right? right. Um, depicting a some sort of bipedal hominid creature crossing a riverbank, and that was uh, recorded on October twentieth, nineteen sixty-seven. I think. Don't uh, don't hold me to the the, the year, but yeah, I, know I, I it's can't remember. October. You're you're close. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Late 60s, 70s, maybe, but I'm, I'm 67 seems to stand out in my mind. At any rate, um, that's that's the day. That's the big day. Um, so that's why Sasquatch Awareness Day is celebrated. Mm-hmm. Then. And so we're going to do that. Similar, uh, we've got our guy, uh, Jim Brown, who uh, has done a lot of, um, he, he used to be involved with an organization called SUR. Uh, Sasquatch Investigations of Colorado. Um, yeah, and the acronym doesn't match, but I do know <laughs> that it had something specifically to do with Sasquatch Investigations in Colorado. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll have to go back and, and look it up or we'll, we'll ask him. But it, it, anyway, um, a lot of time in the field. Um, he's, he's done, he's done uh, a lot of the field work and that's how we, we actually met because uh, he, both of our partners were involved in uh, Eastern European Folk Ensemble. Mm-hmm. And um, so we, we knew each other from that. And then we ran into each other at a event sponsored by the Sasquatch, the Bailey Bigfoot Outpost in Colorado. And we kind of outed each other there. It's like, oh, oh, hello. <laughs> Fancy meeting you here. <laughs> and uh, and then the rest was history with that one. Yeah. Wow. What do you uh, what do you each uh, like generally think? What's your takeaway about that that Patterson Gimlin footage? What do you think so about it? I actually live in a town that we have a canyon called Providence Canyon, mm-hmm. and the show Finding Bigfoot has actually been here and. If you walk around town, you'll eventually find like people who have uh, experiences. I've heard several experiences from people that I personally know that are like, yep, he's in there or there's a, you know, Sasquatch Bigfoot up there. And they're like, like I've heard people being like, they've been in Providence Canyon, like in their car and they were doing like a, like a camping trip or something. And all of a sudden, like the lights go out and they like look down the road and there's like this big figure of like a, uh, like a silhouette and they're like okay it's time to go like we're getting out of here whoa whoa so I don't personally have any experiences but I've had like other people tell me around town about their experiences okay okay so you're you're full fully into the cryptid like like (laughs) you think there's something to this you you think it's real we just haven't maybe officially (laughs) discovered it yet I, I think there's there's enough people that have seen some sort of large humanoid thing up there that there's got to be some sort of either you know people just getting in their head going up there that there is a sasquatch and seeing something and being like oh that's sasquatch or like they're actually seeing something yeah yeah i'm kind of kind of on the same place there like i haven't personally had any cryptid experiences but it's it's one of those subjects there that there is so much uh supporting uh, accounts and and experience you know stories that that kind of thing that you you can't ignore it you, you can't yeah. ever like not know that now like it's like eh, 
there's something yeah. to it. Uh, J- Jason, what, what do you think about that footage and the, and the subject of uh, Bigfoot cryptids in general? Oh, no. Oh, no, we can't <laughs> he lost, hear you. He lost his sound. He lost his sound. Oh, no. He's oh, gonna, there I am. There, there we go. Okay. All right, go for yeah. it. Before I answer that question, though, I, I if I can ask Heather yeah. a follow-up question, because okay. this isn't a question that we this, we haven't gotten a chance to really talk about this. Okay. As our as our data analyst, uh-huh. um, as a film, I, I'm sure you've you've seen it, you've looked at it, you you analyze a lot of our pictures and data, and uh, I wonder if you've looked at it in that light and uh, if so what kind of thoughts or impressions you have on it well the only real thing that i can tell is it's not edited but it's like anybody can put like a gorilla suit on and walk you know past like an unfocused camera it's hard to say but i think there's i don't know you think that you would take the the picture the footage and like people's experiences and like is it like hysteria is it like people actually seeing something kind of like what i was saying but I, I don't think that the the photo is doctored. I or doc is that the right word? Is that I don't mm-hmm. know. From, okay, cool. <laughs> Just want to make sure. <laughs> but I don't think it's like edited. But you, like I said, it's easy to fake a photo, like wearing a costume or something like that. But I think there's enough people that believe in it. Cool. So I will I will use that analysis as a springboard for my response to your question. <laughs> okay. Then. Um, <laughs> I do. I do think that the video is real. I think it's a genuinely. It's it's taken a picture of something crossing that river. Um, there's been so much uh, attention given to it, analyzation, stabilization, remasterings, all that, um, and even uh, analysis by uh, Dr. Meldrum at the mm-hmm. University of. Oh shoot. Where is he based? Iowa, I think. I can, uh, I can look it, it anyway. up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we know. Uh, yeah, we, we're, we're... Dr. Meldrum, he's yeah, the main yeah. UFO guy. Anyone listening is probably familiar with that, that name yeah, anyway, yeah. Yeah, so, what he does. So, yeah, at me with <laughs> Dr. Meldrum's <laughs> credentials. Um, yeah, uh, basically where, where I'm at with that is there are too many details for it to be simply a guy in a suit. One of them specifically being that it appears to depict a female, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. General misogyny. <laughs> who would really think to fake a video of a female Bigfoot? That's a very, very okay. good point. Yes. Right. Two, there are little details about the way that she is walking. There are details about the, uh, you know, the gait, the, the way that uh, the weight uh, appears to be transferring uh, with each step. And that combined with the plaster casts and measurements that Patterson and Gilman took of the track because she left tracks when she walked and they right. took measurements of that too. Right. It all, you know, it's, it's multiple pieces of evidence that, that are backing up. Now, of course, from a you know, a, a very strict scientific point of view. We can't verify it for two reasons, because we do not have a physical sample of the creature who cre- who created it, right? So we don't have anything directly to compare it to. Mm-hmm. And two, it can't be repeated. So that kind of 
takes a big element of science out of uh, out of the running but combined with everything else it's at least for me sufficient to say yeah i think that's probably uh, a genuine video of the creature most people recognize as Sasquatch. Can I just add to that? Like I was thinking while he was saying that, that I, I've never heard that before. And it's interesting because the first like pop culture reference that we get of Sasquatch is like people making jokes about it. And so it's like, maybe that also contributes to the non-belief of it because it's like, when you make a joke about it, it makes it more ridiculous. It makes it more, but having like that information it does seem like like if you look into it it could it could be possible yeah yeah and, and it's you know it's it's tough for just regular everyday people to swallow this thing so yeah it, the 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 very thought in in most regular people's head that this cannot be real is is obviously contributing to that you know not inability to believe it or think it's it's fake or whatever because because it can't logically it can't right but uh people have tried to uh repeat it reproduce it right uh jason or heather like i i i seem to recall people trying to do it and just not quite able to replicate it right yeah yeah uh in in kind of ridiculous <laughs> like in comically ridiculous ways like yeah but but um it has not been able to be recreated uh, yeah. the same way. Yeah. Well, um, I wanted to ask. I'm not Jason. Do you do most of the writing for the articles on the site? I would have to go back and actually count. Um, more more recently, I have been doing more of the writing. Okay. Um, if if my name is on it, um, <laughs> then yes, you did if it. It's, <laughs> if it's generally, um, yeah, the easiest way to tell is um, if my name's on it, I'm the one who wrote it. Whoever it, it, name is on it is the one who write it. We try to give uh, credit where credit's due. If it's, yeah. if it's multiple writers, like uh, the ones that Heather and I have um, both jointly written, then it's just credited. Uh, I mean, our, our byline's there, but the, um, generally it's attributed to the Crypto Science Society. There's a few articles that were written by folks when we were in uh, when we were um, still at Metro State, mm -hmm. and they 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 were comfortable with um, sharing it, but they uh, requested that their names not be used. So those are just generally credited to the Crypto Science Society. Okay, well, I was I was just curious because you've uh, you've got some some really interesting and they're and they're all so different like i saw something about la llorona and 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 witches and you're, you're talking about cryptids like who who decides those topics to uh to really dive into and talk about like that everybody um if we have somebody wants to write something mm -hmm. it's it's fair game like yeah go for it yeah um, okay. somebody yeah, says but... i want so Sorry. yeah go ahead I was gonna say I have a topic I've actually mentioned to Jason before a few years ago I still haven't gotten to doing it yet but I would like to do one about the history of witchcraft and how it has like changed to like modern witchcraft Ooh, yeah because it kind of touches on it in that Halloween one that I wrote but like I was writing it and I was doing a bunch of research and I was like oh my gosh this would make like an entire research paper I can't put all of this in the Halloween episode so maybe sometime in the future I'll actually get around to doing that one because it's I feel like there's a lot more acceptability to like witches today like there's still like the hyper religious people that are like oh you know like you're 
going to the yeah. bad place and all that it's, stuff. It's but the like, devil's work. You're working with yeah. demons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, witchcraft, of course, that still carries with it this connotation and this old yeah. terrible stereotype when it just from what i understand it just was not that way some i'm sure some darker stuff was going on you know in in, in a smaller capacity but it just yeah. wasn't that way and that's not what it was about and and for you know i um yeah. i've got a i got a, a good friend who is uh he, he's a santero and and he is uh involved in that community in the witchcraft community and all of that yeah. and everything everything that he does comes from a place of love and caring and safety and just good, yeah. good positive things and it just kills me that that there's still this you know very fun fundamental faith-based idea about it that it's it's bad or dark or negative and it's just yeah. you know not that way from what i've seen so i hope you yeah. get to write that yeah well i i have personal experience uh too in the the community and i feel like what people don't understand is there's like there's rules, there's like unspoken rules that like, if you do bad on someone, it will come back to you. Yeah. That's just kind of karma. And that's reflected in multiple, multiple religions around the world that what you reap, you will sow. Right. right. <laughs> and I think that I feel like the persecution of which is in history was mostly scapegoating like, oh, that woman, I, she's on land that I want. And if yeah. I get her trialed as a witch, I can get her land or people just not understanding, like there's a lot of women who, you know, did plant medicine that were told that they were a witch, but like if a man did it, it was completely normal. Yeah, yes, uh, you know, get people to fear anything for any reason at all, and 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 you've got control, you've got the yeah. control, you've got the power. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's a personal desire of mine to see that fear removed from from this the paranormal world period this entire mm -hmm. subject period because the fear is is uh preventing us from learning more about it and yeah, yeah. and they don't you know there, there's there's people that behooves them for us to not know more about these subjects because yeah. once we know then we realize you know there's nothing to fear um yeah and uh and uh somebody loses control so i think with the paranormal investigating in particular too like if you go into it with fear that's what you're going to get reflected back at you right like you go in you're going to look for oh like i'm going to get attacked or like this is going to happen and you're going to be opening yourself up to that and yeah. it's more likely to happen yeah. so it's like if you go in like with your heart open and it's like this is going to be a good experience i'm going to like show love and like be tolerant and nice and that's what you're going to get like usually like like we kind of mentioned before ghosts are like people if you treat them like an asshole they're gonna be assholes back so <laughs> like well, people yeah and you know like you you gotta think like just because even if you do encounter something that is negative or could be called something that's that's dark does that does that mean evil does that mean bad i personally yeah. don't don't believe so but you know you, you go on investigations more than i do yeah, well, I think I think darkness is subjective. I think that there are things that can uh, you can experience in the dark that you can't necessarily experience in the light. I think if you do delve into the dark, you have to be very careful mm -hmm. because sometimes you encounter spirits that are like going to attach to you and be like, this is good stuff. I want more of it. And uh, that's something that you always want to be careful of because spirits can be known to cause attachments. And if you have like a spirit attachment, it can be hard to get rid of hitchhiker effect is yes. huge 
Absolutely. You know, I, I can't believe I didn't ask this before. I always do. And we just kind of got talking on other things. But have either of you had like any uh, personal experience with with the paranormal? Like what, what got you involved? What got you fascinated? Um, so I come from a sensitive family. All the women in my family have uh, sensitivities. Uh, I grew up very clear audience. And like, oh. I used to peer, like hear people calling my name as a child. And I'd like go downstairs and be like, mom, why are you calling my name? And she's like, not there. And it's like, oh. so I had an interest growing up and I started opening myself up to that more. And I have uh, several experiences. I got very interested in like testing it. Like scientifically, I had like spirits appearing in my room and I'd be like, I can see you. Can you see me? And he'd like get up like real close to me, like look at me like this. And then he'd just disappear. (laughs) (laughs) And there was another experience where I saw a spirit and I'm talking about it with my mom. She thinks it was her father because he had like this really wide brim white cowboy hat and he was tall and she's like that's what your grandpa used to look like before he got older and he showed up in my kitchen and I was like wait right here I want to try like I want to test a theory and he actually like waited and I came back with a candle and I was like I didn't tell him what to do I just put the candle in front of him I lit the candle and he kind of like put his hands around it like this and then he was able to push my mom's purse on the counter like several inches so I was like testing the theory that like when you go on investigations, you'll notice like sometimes your cameras will be depleted and like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted to see if spirits, instead of taking energy from candles or from, sorry, from electronics and like people, if they could harness that energy from a, a flame. And he was, <laughs> he was able to do that. Oh, so interesting. Oh my gosh. Okay. What about you, Jason? Um. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've, I've had, I've You're had just few, like, yes, end of story. I've, I've had a few. Um, I, what got me into it, I guess, like the the, the early, early days, uh, again, like Heather, my family um, is very, um, we'll say open to it culturally. Um, my, my grandma, my dad, my great grandma, even. Um, I had conversations with my, my great grandma. Um, and she talked about how she was, um, every time a relative passed away, they would come back to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. And um, it was kind of freaky. And we even had kind of a, 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 we made a deal. She said, whichever one of us goes first, that we would come back and say goodbye in a way that wouldn't, wouldn't freak us out. Mm-hmm. And when she passed away in nine, 1996, um, I, I like, I knew like I woke up, I remember my dad came to my bedroom door and said, grandma passed away last night. And I just like felt like, yeah, I know. Um, but it, later on, we went, uh, we did a rosary. It was a, it's a Catholic tradition where uh, family members sit uh, in, in the church and pray the rosary dedicated specifically to the individual who passed away. And after that, uh, after that ceremony, we came home and Every single music box in the house was playing and continued playing for about 30 seconds to a minute or so after we came inside. Yeah. And, you know, I get chills, you know, just talking about it. And I knew, you know, we all just knew like that, that doesn't happen. Right. That just doesn't randomly happen. Um, And that was, 
you know, a, a clear sign and a clear message for me. Mm-hmm. Um, other things similarly throughout my life, you know, I've, I've, I've had dreams. I I've seen, seen shadows, seen, uh, you know, encountered various things, of course, through, through investigations too. But, um, that as far as like paranormal stuff, that's, that's probably one of the, the earliest, most, um, dramatic ones. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine that would instill in you at the very least, like a, like an openness, a belief that there is more. Let's, uh, let's look into mm-hmm. it a little bit deeper. Yeah. If you, I mean, if you think about it from a scientific aspect, uh, science tells us that energy is neither created, created nor destroyed. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that energy has to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just stop existing. Yeah, yeah, there's, um, I, I am a huge fan of like, scientific backing to all of this, like you can have the belief and you can have the faith. And that is great. Uh, but without the science, like we were talking about before we started recording without that science, it's just very hard to bridge that gap. And like, we want to bring this more so into like, like a mainstream, like we can openly converse about this and and kind of bring it to a public awareness to the point where they understand that that this is happening and this is real and i think the way that we're going to do that is with you know just scientific facts like what you just said about the you know conservation of energy neither created nor destroyed uh, just transferred some something like that i can't remember how it goes but yeah and there's there's just so many of those i'm I'm, I'm a huge fan of of learning things like that that do and i i use it often on the show that do support different (laughs) paranormal phenomena uh because yeah, something is going on. It's just a matter of proving it. Yeah. And yeah, just a, prove it. Another thing that was actually in my physics, I was, t- I took a physics class this last semester and it was interesting because mm-hmm. like, I constantly have that kind of mindset, like the spiritual sort of mindset. And so I was like looking at it from like that sort of perspective. And she was, my my teacher was like, energy is in everything. There's energy, electricity, and literally everything. Yeah. And like, you can take something and rub it against this thing and now it's electrically charged and right. can i can i just say i keep seeing uh there's like orbs i don't the know if orbs yeah. Yeah. yeah have you has anybody ever mentioned the orbs before oh just a few times yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you must I, have a, a guardian i don't know who it is uh we just moved into this place not that long ago it was just a couple a couple of months ago and i decided to renovate this outside it, it's like a an adjacent connecting shed old shed it was gross in here before now i've got acoustic <laughs> tiling up and i redid the walls and put drywall all of that so i revamped the space hopefully brought in some new energy and hopefully they like it whoever it is i i i have felt things here since moving here but nothing nothing bad nothing weird you know they don't steal my stuff nothing reports <laughs> um so so i hope whoever it is that they like it but thank yeah. you thank it's, you for mentioning yeah. on air i'm glad somebody said because yeah, people like, people keep waiting until after we're done recording they're like so i didn't want to scare you but uh, you know you got like orbs and stuff in there yeah that's the, the third orb and then right after i mentioned it it made like a streak and it got like excited mm-hmm. it's like yeah. oh I she sees it. me <laughs> did you see it jason yeah i did i did and if if i can pass that right back to you what uh what are your experiences what have, have you seen oh encountered boy oh boy well 
interesting because uh, uh, for the longest time I I didn't think I had ever experienced anything and that's why I kind of kept this this idea this um, self-description of you know skeptical like I, I believed but I was so skeptic because nothing had ever like happened the skeptical to me believer yes right? yes the skeptical yeah. believer but interestingly enough um, after starting this show these memories started coming back and I, I was able to like sit there and just be like oh that that did happen oh that happened too oh i had that dream so i don't know why it's like it it just keeps coming back too like like i'll get new memories all the time of like oh my god i was seven and that that you know that weird thing and i couldn't explain it, and i just went on with my life like so strange um yeah i've had uh like precognitive dreams i've had two specifically that i can distinctly remember um i had i had a couple of i guess what you could in call encounters with like like shadowy entities of some sort one story i i have told it before um i do like it just because it is the most like dramatic story um and it happened when i was a teenager in high school and i i woke up one night middle of the night i didn't know what time it was middle of the night i knew it was like like early early morning and i saw this per, like entity person at the foot of my bed and I could kind of partially see her, but she was she was kind of like shrouded in this moving shadow, but I could still make out who it was. I thought I thought it was my friend from school and I, I was like staring at her and I go, what are you doing here? <laughs> you know, because she's standing in my room and she didn't say anything. And in that moment, like I, I got that like like that twist of fear, like, oh, this this isn't this isn't my friend. <laughs> this is something else. <laughs> Um, and I was trying to like, I was like, you know, my mind was racing, like, okay, I, this is, this is kind of scaring me. Like I, I gotta just keep this going, play it cool. So this thing doesn't know that I now know it's not my friend. And so like real quick, I was like, what, what time is it? You know, just trying to keep the conversation going. And I remember I used to have this bedside, uh, like nightstand and on it was a digital clock, right, right by my, you know, left shoulder. And the thing like look down and then look back up at me and she says it's 350 and she said it in my friend's voice like everything was the same and as soon as she said it's 350 like I, I I got that feeling of like just falling right back into sleep like like being pulled into sleep and and I'm uh, like in my head I'm like don't don't fall asleep it's still there <laughs> and as soon as my head hit the pillow like immediately all sleep all sleepiness grogginess went away I sat straight up in bed and I'm looking around you know not, nothing's out of place there's no thing at the foot of my bed nothing and I'm like oh god what a weird dream and I lay back down and I, I turn over on my side and I'm staring right at the clock and it says 3.50. So that was the, like when I remembered that that had happened, I, I don't know why I pushed it down and away when I was younger, but like it still sends chills up my spine that that it, because I can't really explain it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that was... Yeah, probably yeah. the most dramatic story that happened to me, but you know, I've I've experienced wow. other maybe entities, you know, darker entities and I've seen shadows and shadowy critters like crawling around too. So <laughs> That's yeah. a good one. And as an investigator and and spending a lot of time like interviewing people and talking to people and when they share uh, their experiences, right? Mm -hmm. I can tell that it has 
an emotional, you know, you, you, the, the way that you speak when you're sharing it, it definitely is holding some kind of emotion for you. It's it and, certainly packs a, a a punch a little bit for me. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, and probably probably maybe it lends itself a little bit to why maybe you you pushed it out. Um, uh, maybe set it aside. Yeah. yeah How yeah. old were you? Uh, it was fourteen or fifteen. Yeah. Mm. So still, yeah, like mid teens. Yeah, around that time. The the thing was like in that particular house. Um, I, a bunch of other stuff, weird stuff happened. Like, it's going to sound weird, but I woke up one time in the middle of the night and had a full on conversation with my dogs that were sleeping down. Like they were talking to me and like, I had this ventriloquist, I, I, I did ventriloquism at the time. And I had this ventriloquist doll sitting on the shelf by my bed. And I woke up one time and it's, it's mouth started flapping, like <laughs> just on wow. its own. Um, I did some automatic writing. Oh, this place, <laughs> I know, now I'm on a roll. This, no, this, yeah, this no, place... I've never had anything happen, but oh yeah, there's that one thing. Yeah, right, you know, the, the skeptical, yeah, tagline. Ah, no, I don't believe, but <laughs> um, yeah, this place in general had a very heavy, heavy feeling to it, just always. And about a year after we moved out, my family moved out, this place burned to the ground, like, whoa I, yeah yeah so there there was a lot of just weird stuff maybe attached to the house or the land i don't know i don't know but yeah other than that other than that <laughs> no <laughs> all right all right enough about me um we are rounding the corner here to the end uh, i just had one more specific question for you i was curious where do you guys see css for the future what are the plans the hopes, the dreams. <laughs> uh, Heather, I'll let you start. Well, like I said earlier, we're always looking for new members. Um, we love, you know, having activities to do and, and being involved and educating uh, the public. So mm -hmm. just kind of growing. We we have some merch out right now, our very first merch. Uh, we're, we've got uh, some tops some like tank tops and sweaters and shirts and stuff like that um i forget what's what's the name of the website that it's on jason it's on bonfire um they're all uh it's ethically sourced um yeah. and kind of on demand i've actually got mine if you guys want to see it real quick I'll, I, yeah, it's, yeah. I'll be right back yeah. it <laughs> so we got we got hoodies we got t-shirts we got we got uh what is it tank tops uh we got we got a journal, a field journal. You got your, your you, you got your, yeah, you got to have a journal on these. Yeah, make some notes. What you got? I got, I got in purple is our, our logo. Which I, you designed, by the way. Yeah, did you design that? I designed this, this logo oh, wow. here. That, that's so cool. It, it just stands out, grabs your attention. I love the she logo. She is the graphic designer. All of the, <laughs> most, unless otherwise stated, uh, Heather is, is the genius behind the images. Very cool. Well, Jason, where do you, what are your hopes for CSS? What do you? Well, I, I hope to see Heather running it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Honestly, no, um, to be, yeah, I, I've, you know, I've, I've done this for quite some time and I am, uh, I, I would love to see people come up and, you know, take it on, you know, I, I don't need to be on the forefront forever. Um, and I, 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 
it would make me so happy to see the members, Heather included, and anybody that's involved to to kind of take take on more more projects and more roles and and to take it in whatever direction um, they want it to be. I feel like I've had plenty of time uh, to steer it in the direction mm-hmm. that I have, and I'm very happy with where it where it is and what it's become and everything that it's been. I, I just hope it continues. I, I, I look forward to seeing it continue in whatever form it may take. Yeah, well, I, I have no doubt that it is going to continue. Uh, my hopes for, for the future of uh, Crypto Science Society is that it does, of course, continue on an even wider scope and, and gets all widespread and just, uh, you know, takes over the world, worldwide phenomenon, uh, because you guys are doing some uh, incredible work over there. And uh, I want to see more Thank of you. it. Uh, so here at the end of these episodes, I do like to throw uh, some speed round questions at you, just real quick. Don't even think about it, um, and cool. then uh, and then we'll close it out. Uh, so I guess we can just kind of go back and forth. Whoever wants to answer, um, what? Uh, let's see. Oh, who was and is your biggest inspiration in the paranormal world? Um, I'd have to say Steve Huff. I kind of talked to you a little bit about him before he does he makes his own spirit boxes and they look like little amps and he is very about being respectful and uh about the light and bringing the light he meditates during his sessions and he he brings the light for people he i don't know exactly how he does it but he's able to like help people cross over and he seems to be somewhat well known in the spiritual world like the actual other side they know him so he's, he is what kind of turned me from looking at uh, these like paranormal investigations that really kind of are very uh, aggressive and kind of turned me away from that and being like, oh, there's another way, you know, you can be respectful and still get reactions and uh, evidence. Okay, Jason. And mine is my, my cousin, mentor and Crypto Science Society Advisor General Alejandro Farias Rojas. He, uh, open Minds uh, Media and uh, International UFO Congress. He's he's guided me in as a researcher since since we were kids, and uh, you know he's he's more of a uh, more of a sibling cousin in a lot of ways, and and a friend and a a good um, mentor in in the organization. Uh, as as far as a researcher. He he does he he exemplifies that idea of the skeptical believer in all the best ways, and he does it with integrity. He doesn't um, when there is drama. He does his best to just stand his ground and be, um, uh, you know, he he sticks to his belief and his um, his research, and and it it has proven itself to be a, a, the best the best way to do it mm-hmm. um so i have i have all the respect for him and and uh, he got me into this mess <laughs> <laughs> I, and I'd blame also, him every day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> I, i'd also like to add that jason you are definitely a huge inspiration for me yeah, i'll get out of here <laughs> 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 Jason uh, brought me kind of into this in a more uh, organized fashion before it was just kind of like, oh, this happens, this happens. But Jason kind of gave me direction 
and ambition. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right, you guys. Well, uh, we are running long today, so I'm just going to do one more for you. Um, what is a belief about the paranormal or supernatural that has changed thanks to your involvement with CSS? I'd say just being respectful. Like, like I said, I was uh, very into like the, you know, like ghost adventures and stuff like that, where they are very rude to ghosts, but they are people. They're just people that have crossed over and being respectful and approaching it from that standpoint, instead of like, you, you know, you can be filled with like wonder and like, but don't necessarily be like fearful or aggressive because they're not like, they're not that sort of thing. They're people. Jason? Yeah. <laughs> my, <laughs> so my super theory of super everything, um, basically my overall um, kind of view of what the paranormal may be or what it is not and the interconnectedness of it all that that's that's what has changed you know when I earlier on I thought you know very specifically well like this you know this is cryptid stuff Th those are actually definitely always a hidden or unknown species of animal that we just haven't documented mm -hmm. yet and ghosts are always just like this is a paranormal you know very very meticulously categorized everything um and now i think it's the more i know the more i know we have no idea what's happening right the, the more i learn about it um so much and same thing with like the government disclosure stuff with ufos and all that i think that there's there's less understanding than we always thought it was mm -hmm. um and at this point i'm i'll i'll keep the actual details of the theory you know for another time because we don't have time for it but i think that yeah the biggest change or shift in my opinion and view of all of it is that it's more interconnected than we ever thought and we we know far less about it than we think we do yeah i i couldn't agree more all right you guys uh where can folks find you find more about uh crypto science society where would you like them to connect everywhere we are omnipresent <laughs> look over your shoulder there just look to the sky and ask yes uh -huh. over your shoulder and i'll be standing right there um, <laughs> <laughs> uh internet um linktree at crypto science society i think that's what it is uh, is it heather <laughs> i feel like it's something different because crypto yeah. science society was taken <laughs> oh no no that's right yes it's linktree paracryptology that's right because it's all of it linktree paracryptology um and crypto science society our website it's um CSS strange, I think, is our hashtag on all the, the face tubes and the Twitter grams and, you know, tweet spheres. Yeah, no. Yes, right. yes, yes, yes. All right. Um, yes. Now we'll be linking all of that in the the, the merch is included. There's a link to it on yeah. the website as well, right? Yeah, okay. the link tree is probably it's the one stop shop. That's the easiest way. Okay. Okay. Um, did you guys want to throw out your, your personal accounts? Any any account you want to toot the horn on? get some listeners over there <laughs> <laughs> just uh keep an eye out for our podcast i know we don't we haven't done them in a while but when we do they're 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 pretty fun okay. on youtube we usually post them on youtube 
And anywhere you get your podcasts. Any- <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I told Heather about this. This will be a, a fun for you, Jason, to come up with something on the spot. But I usually close these episodes out with a final thought, words of wisdom, any advice that you would like to leave with everyone? I would just say kind of like, I don't know, if you're gonna, if you're interested in doing paranormal investigating or um, just don't, like we were kind of talking about, don't go into it with the fear. Uh, make sure that you have your defense against the dark arts, as I call it, you know, make sure that you're protected, you have your, uh, your rituals, and you aren't going to get yourself in trouble, because it's a very unknown field. And we are learning more about it. But just like you, you know, you wouldn't go out and uh, without any protection outside, like you, you want to be protected in this as well. But to also not go in with fear, <laughs> if that's, you know. <laughs> Ride the fine um, line. All right. Hold, hold boundaries, I guess, is what, <laughs> like, have healthy boundaries with the paranormal. Yeah. <laughs> no DIY exorcisms, please. No. <laughs> please, if you think there is a, if you think you have a demon, please get an expert. <laughs> yes, please. That's my word of advice. Very good It is good okay advice. to ask for help. Do not try to do an exorcism yourself. Bad, bad things happen. <laughs> Very good advice. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Heather Metcalf and Jason Cordova from Crypto Science Society for joining me today. Everybody go check out their stuff, buy their merch, follow them, get on YouTube, all the things, all the things. Thank you guys so, so much. This was a lot of fun. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Hope to do it again sometime. Absolutely. Thanks once again to Heather and Jason for joining me. If you would like to learn more about Crypto Science Society, their events, investigations, research, articles, and podcasts, please check out their links I've included in the show notes. And be sure to follow them on all of their socials and get involved, folks. If you would like to watch this conversation, you enjoyed it so much, you want to see these orbs that Heather mentioned, yes, I do have orbs on my end. It's been mentioned to me numerous times now by my guests. I have uploaded the video of this show to the Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you can watch the full, unedited, visual treat of all of my conversation episodes moving forward. I'm going to start uploading the backlog of previous convos too once October has passed and things settle, so you'll get to catch those as well. But yes, moving forward, Patreon is where you can capture full-on proof that I am not, in fact, recording my show in my underwear in my mom's basement, my present to you. Next week, I am joined once again by author and medium Rob Guttrow. We'll be chatting about a couple of his books from his On a Medium's Vacation series. Really good stuff. Looking forward to it. Have a great weekend, you guys. And, of course, stay safe, keep the nightlight on, and sleep with one eye open.